Welcome to the Blended Kingdom Families Podcast. We are your hosts, Scott and Vanessa Martindale, the founders of Blended Kingdom Families. Our ministry serves to equip marriages, unite families, and ignite faith so that you can flourish an abundant kingdom life. We pray that our podcast blesses you today. Hey guys, Scott and Vanessa Martindale here with Blended Kingdom Families. At BKF, we believe now is the time to change the modern day interpretation of the blended family. Absolutely, you guys. As a blended family ourselves, God laid it on our hearts to build a ministry that helps support blended families by equipping your marriage, uniting the family unit, and igniting your faith. Our mission is that you would be touched by God and experience His goodness through this ministry, that your family would have practical skills, resources, and tools to help you live that abundant, blended life. Hey guys, Scott and Vanessa Martindale here with BKF. We are so, so excited to have you with us today and we have an amazing guest with us. Yes, you guys, we have Dr. Magdalena Battles here with us today. Dr. Battles, welcome. We are so excited to have you here with us. Just a little bit about Dr. Battles, you guys. She is an author, a conference speaker, a writer, has a brand new book out that we're going to dive into, but mostly she's a wife and a mom. She and her husband reside here in South Lake, Texas with their three beautiful children, a dog named Max, and their handful of silky chickens, which if you have not seen a silky chicken, they are the cutest things in the entire world. And so I want you to tell us a little bit about that in just a minute, Dr. Battles, but just a little bit about Dr. Battle's background. She is she has a PhD in psychology, uh, a master's in professional counseling, and a bachelor's in science and child psychology. Wow. Thank wow. you. <laughs> yes, very impressive. Um, she shares her real life experiences and professional insights on her website um, that is called Living Joy and uh, Living Joy Daily, excuse me, and on lifehack.org where she is named one of their top writers. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, love that. Um, she is the author of Six Hidden Behaviors That Destroy Families. Boom. Yes, such a great book, Strategies for Healthier, More Loving Relationships, and another book called Let Them Play, The Importance of Play and 100 Child Development Activities. So that is awesome. We absolutely loved your book. I could not put it down. Thank you. We started reading it. But Dr. Battles, we just want you, just tell us a little bit about you and what you and your family like to do. Want to hear about the silky chickens for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just a little bit about you. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. So my husband and I moved to Texas seven years ago from Florida and um, our youngest, our twin boys were born here right at Grapevine Baylor. We uh, love living here, but we also love exploring the country. Mm -hmm. So in our um, downtime, we actually travel with our fifth wheel trailer, which is a very large camper. And (laughs) we go to see national parks and and state parks as well. But we've now been to uh, 36 of the 62 national parks. Wow, that is amazing. And for a while, we actually brought our silky chicken with us because (laughs) we only had one chicken and it was cheaper to bring her with us than to hire a chicken babysitter. Oh my goodness. Okay, so she has wait, to go wait, on the wait, camper wait. with There's us. There's a chicken babysitter? <laughs> yes, I have a chicken babysitter. We okay. have a, I love that. some people that come over and they tend to our chickens in the morning and the evening while we're gone. <laughs> I love that. Love that. Yes. We're going to have to put a picture up for you guys of the silky chicken so you can just see how cute these things are. They are. They're considered the lap dog of chickens because they love being held, Aww. which is very different, unusual for chickens. Uh, they're very social ch- creatures and so yeah. it, they even come in our home. Um, love uh, that. My kids love to hold them and they're 
they're just giant poof balls. They're wow. very, very lightweight and small, uh, but they have just so much feathers that they We're actually look like fur. Chair. Yeah, they're really exotic looking, just kind of a fun, different thing. So Love we that. have, um, awesome. right now we have four. So my daughter was asking today, when are you gonna hatch some more? When are we gonna hatch some more? I said, I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> we have to actually stay home for 21 days in order to make that yeah. happen, yeah. because that's how long it takes to hatch chickens. So oh, we have to wow. be able to be home for 21 yeah. days. <laughs> Love that. Love that. That is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe you gave her a new idea on I know. A, if you decide uh, on, on to hatch pet. some, Dr. Battle. I was going to yeah. say, would Just, you like me to hatch you yes, some? Yes, I, I would love no. to I give one. them to friends free, so I would love to. Well, there's no <laughs> doubt that you have you have your hands full. Yes. And, 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 and we love your story and, and love your passion for helping people. And you have really, you and I were talking before, the gamut of things that you've done and, and experienced is just phenomenal. Yeah. But I, I have absolutely loved your book. And one of the things, the, the cover really grabbed me. Yeah. Because I, I think in, in today's world and, and families, we know this, we're busy. We have kids, we have dogs, we have chickens. Um, <laughs> We have, uh, you know, work, we have family, we have all of these things, um, and not enough time or energy is spent examining our, our family and, and maybe the things that have rooted in our family that are uh, making it less enjoyable and ultimately trying to destroy it. Mm -hmm. So um, as you looked and wrote your book, uh, you look at six hidden behaviors that destroy families. Mm -hmm. What I would love for you to do is just Take a brief second and go through those six behaviors for our audience just so they can get an idea of the more in-depth version that's in the book. Yes, okay. So the six hidden behaviors, it is uh, failure to forgive or apologize. I'm gonna list them in the order yeah. that they are in the book. Uh, the next one is criticism. Then we third is gossip. Fourth is deception or lying. Uh, fifth is a lack of inclusion or purposefully excluding family members. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is a failure to accept differences. Okay. And these topics originated because I found that um, over the years, having practiced, having a practice and working with clients, and then also having um, multiple Bible studies that I've led in my home over the years, uh, and even with my relationships with my friends, I found that people were talking about the same behaviors over and over again mm -hmm. that they were having with their families. And it's like they couldn't pinpoint quite what was wrong, but year after year, they're having these same problems. And, and I find that the problems, when they're not dealt with, they fester and they become worse. And if you can't identify the problem, you can't treat it. Mm. So I say that they're hidden behaviors because a lot of people just couldn't pinpoint what it was. Mm. They just knew that there was something wrong. But a lot of times these behaviors, um, they're so manifested in their family and they've been established for generations yeah. that they think that's normal. Yeah. Gossip in a family, they just say, well, that isn't the, aren't all families like that? Mm. Everybody gossips. No, that's a destructive behavior and that's one mm. that's set up in your family then that is you know, destroying mm. and it can be, have been done for generations and it really causes a breakdown. And if, eventually when these, these behaviors, when they're done enough over enough time and they become severe enough, it leads to estrangement. And that yeah. is the worst thing that can happen is to have broken families yeah. because God doesn't want that. Mm. He created us for family and for relationships. Mm. When he created so Adam, he said, he saw that it was not good that he, she, he was alone. So he yeah. created Eve and he said, now it's good. And yeah. he said, now go and procreate. So the relationships that God made us for 
our families. Yeah. yeah. That is the first and, and primary relationship that he created us for. Well, first and foremost to him. Yeah. And it talks about that in Matthew where he says, you know, my greatest command is that you love me first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And then secondly is to love one another. Well, who are the people that are, we should love, you know, to love one another? How about first and foremost, the people he put in our life on purpose? Yeah. That being our family. So good. And I know, you know, you, you touched on something, which is, you know, when we talk about this a lot in our podcast is family generational um, behaviors and curses that get passed down generation to generation. Yeah. And, I, and I can just imagine somebody who's hearing this and they start listing out these, you know, failure to forgive, criticism, gossip. And if you're listening and you're going, yeah, that's me. You know, this yeah. is what I deal with and, and I don't like it, but this is the way my family is. And you look at the gamut of whether it's mom, grandma, dad, grandpa, brothers, sisters, mm -hmm. aunts, uncles, um, brothers and sisters. And they're saying, well, this is just what happens in our family, but I don't like it. Mm -hmm. how, how does an individual go about that change? Um, and I know that's, you know, maybe a four part series of change, <laughs> but if somebody's listening, they're going, what is my first step? Because I, yes. I, I think that this needs to change and I don't really want those behaviors for my family. Yeah. Right, right. It starts with ourselves. Yeah. You know, we can tell our family what to do, but oftentimes it's not well received. And also mm -hmm. uh, we can't change other people. Mm -hmm but we can change ourselves and we can change the way that we react to things. And so in the book, one of the primary things that I focus on is, you know, it's not about what everybody else is doing to you. Yes, they may have done these things, but how are you gonna handle it? And how are you going to be the agent of change in your family? Yeah. You can be the one that can make a difference and change the course of your family. It doesn't need to be the grandparents or the parents that start the trend of, of doing things the right way. It can be you know, the niece or the nephew or the mm. brother or sister. They can be the ones that start doing things the right way and be the right example. Because you know, it's sort of like positively, positivity, breeds positivity, yeah. negativity mm -hmm. breeds negativity. And people are naturally drawn to the positive. And so if we start seeing the positive and, and the right way that behavior should be exemplified in a family, people catch on to that and they go, oh wow, you know, yeah. maybe I should do some of that as well. Yeah. And people do notice the change. It, yeah. it is, um, it is something that is noticeable and, and especially when, when habits are, are stopped. You yeah. know, when, when they, for example, you look at gossip, if, if they've been a part of the gossip for years and then all of a sudden they say, um, you know what, I'm going to excuse myself. I have decided I'm, I'm making a commitment not to gossip about family members. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to excuse myself. I'm going to go work on the dishes in the kitchen. Um, I'll see you guys in a few minutes. Yeah. You know, just doing it in a kind way where you're not yeah. criticizing them, but you're saying, I'm not going to partake. Yeah. That sounds a very strong message that says, yeah, you absolutely. know what? I'm going to do things a different way because I care about you and I care about my family members. Mm. It's setting an example of love, not of judgment, but of I love that person that you're talking about, so I don't want to be a part of this yeah. discussion. And I think in, in families, so many times it's not, uh, maybe it wouldn't be at a family gathering as much as it would be, mm -hmm. you know, a text message or mm -hmm. a phone call and somebody calls you to say, did you know what so-and-so did? And, and or, or a text of, of you know, and, and we can make those conscious decisions. Mm -hmm. yes. You can absolutely, and I love what you said when it talks about, you can, you can honestly see that change. Because mm -hmm. when you don't partake, family is the first one to go, you always do. You always, you know, uh, right. you know, talk to me about this. Why would you not today? Right. Um, and making that change can be very, very positive. Yes, absolutely. No, that is so good. Um, one of the, the behaviors that you speak of, Dr. Battles, that 
we often get a lot of emails and, and, and messages you know, on social media about is unforgiveness. Um, but I love how you also gave um, a reason of why we should forgive and guidelines of how we can do that. Um, and you also listed um, the three parts to properly apologizing yes. to someone, which when I was reading your book, there were so many things that I was convicted of. And you know, even just, you know, as husband and wife, I was like, oh, I could definitely do this better. But it just stood out to me so much. And that was just something I, I would love for you to just talk about and dive deeper into. Absolutely. Happy to do that. So with forgiveness, um, forgiveness is something that we do in our heart. Yeah. It isn't something that we just say, oh, I forgive you and you move on. A lot of times when we say we forgive someone, we really haven't forgiven. We're holding or harboring ill will of that person. Yeah. And what that leads to is bitterness in our own hearts and it leads to a hardness of our hearts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, God doesn't say in scripture, uh, you know, you need to forgive if they do uh, X, Y, and Z. If they make things right, if they have a sincere apology, then you forgive them. No, God says you forgive one another just as Christ mm -hmm. has forgiven you. That's good. So, you know, the, the, I guess the basis for um, forgiveness is not waiting for an apology. We really do need to forgive and mm -hmm. forgive in our hearts because it's in our best interest. God doesn't only tell us to forgive because it helps with our relationships, mm -hmm. but he also tells us that because it's for our own um, betterment. Um, I cite mm -hmm. a, a variety of research studies in the book that talk about how if you harbor that lack of mm -hmm. forgiveness in your heart, it will affect you as a, a person. You can have, um, it can lead to depression, anxiety. Wow. You can also have higher risk of heart heart attacks and heart disease also have higher rate of diabetes among people who have this lack of forgiveness. Yeah. So it really goes to show that God isn't telling us to forgive just because he wants, you know, everybody to get along, which is also a great byproduct of that. He's telling us for our own good right. because he doesn't want us to have this hatred in our heart that is bringing us down as a person. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, forgiveness, we need to do it because God has first and foremost mm -hmm. commanded it of us, but also so that we can have better relationships and also heal ourselves and heal our yeah. own heart. Yeah. And now with apologizing, yes, we should apologize. Yeah. You know, just because other people in the family don't apologize doesn't mean we should do the same. Yeah. You know, I, I have seen that in a lot of different families where they uh, kind of um, move on. They pretend that it, mm -hmm. the wrong didn't happen and they don't even acknowledge it. They just kind of mm -hmm. skip over it and um, um, move on without ever apologizing or having a, a, you know, yeah. a, a situation where they've discussed apologizing or forgiveness. Um, but it really is important to apologize because it, that is part of um, scripture where they talk about you must live peaceably among all men. And uh, a true genuine apology, I say it has three components. And the first is um, a genuine remorse. Yeah. You know, you need to genuinely show that you can put yourself in that person's shoes and that you understand how you hurt them. If you're just saying, well, I'm sorry, you know, it, it's not going to get very far. I mean, we yeah. say that to our kids, you know, you apologize to your brother or sister and you hear them going, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not really effective. Yeah. Right. You know, it's not really right. getting at the heart of things. Mm -hmm. So we need, when we teach our kids to apologize too, we need to say, okay, well, what did you do wrong? And how does it feel? How would you feel if this happened to you? So they can begin to learn that sort of self-reflection mm -hmm. and that they can dig deep and, and, and have compassion for others. Yeah. Uh, so we need to do that as adults too. When yes. we're going to apologize, we need to look at, okay, how did I really hurt this person? And how, how would I feel if I was in their position? Mm -hmm. So it, it involves, um, you know, being very, 
um, opening our hearts up mm -hmm. and being willing to um, apologize heartfully. But then it also involves uh, making a restitution as well. And so um, when we do something wrong, we should be, our desire should be to make it right. So if we've done something, for example, borrow money from a sibling and we haven't paid them back, but we don't have the money to pay them back at this moment, yeah. you can still apologize and you can make steps to make it right. For example, you can say, you know, I'm sorry, I said I would give you the money back right away, but um, uh, I made a bad decision. Not a good excuse, yeah. but what I'd like to do is set up monthly payment plan, a monthly payment plan, mm -hmm. so I can pay it off over the next six months because I want to have things made right with us, and I want our relationship to be in good standing. Yeah. So the whole point of it is to have, um, you know, resolution in the relationship so that it can be, you know, restored. Yeah. The apology should involve restoration. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I, I, I know a lot of our audience is blended families. Um, and when you talk about the, the concepts of apology and forgiveness, I don't know if there are not two bigger things that stand in the way of really a joyous life having not gotten through those two issues. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're watching and, and you're in a situation where, mm -hmm. you know, you're thinking about apologies and you're thinking about forgiveness, um, First thing you may be thinking, well, my spouse needs to do this. Mm -hmm. and, and I would challenge you to, to not look at it that way and look at what you need to do. What apology do you need to make? What apology should you do? What restitution should you seek from your spouse? Mm -hmm. um, and start that trend yourself. Mm -hmm. Because if you, if you want other people to change, like you said, Dr. Battles, you have to be first willing to change yourself. And I know that blended families deal with that at, at, a, mm -hmm. at a very, very high level. They harbor a lot of hate, a lot of um, anger. anger and just disappointment. And it comes from, one, the lack of apology, mm -hmm. uh, and two, the, almost the, the inability or lack of desire to, be forget, to, to give forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So I love that you're bringing this up. I love that your book talks about that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, when, when we were discussing you know, what questions to talk about, we talked about, uh, we talked about forgiveness and uh, Vanessa mentioned, she's like, well, we talk a lot about this. And I said, well, I think it needs to be talked about yeah. a lot more mm -hmm. um, because more and more blended families, that's a big issue for them. Yeah, and you know, one of the um, one of the quotes that I took from your book, Doctor Battles, that I loved, and this I took it because it convicted me. Um, but it said, "Don't undercut your apology or make it less sincere by talking about ways the other person has similarly hurt you." Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just going to be very transparent. You know, that is something that anytime you know mm -hmm. I've I've um, offended my husband, offended Scott, or hurt him, you know, I'll be like, "Well, well, you did this," to, you know, and and we were talking. Um, you know, backstage about how, how we can do that in relationships where we're trying to like make it an even playing mm -hmm. field. But, you know, the proper way really is to, you know, to say, I'm sorry, I know that I hurt you. Will you forgive me? Um, and not bring up those past mm -hmm. in instances that maybe you've already worked through, you right. know, but. Because all it's going to do is, is, is work at destroying the relationship. Yes. You bring other yeah. things up, then they bring other things up, and then you bring other things up. And it really, really undermines the whole relationship and just breaks things down further and further. So when we get that instinct to um, play tit for tat, that's usually Satan at work. Yes. So we need to ignore those, those things and say, you know what, God, work on my heart and help me apologize and not look at 
how I may be feeling about this because a lot of times our feelings are we're very selfish beings, you know, and so mm -hmm. we want to we want to go back on equal footing. But really, when we're trying to do that, uh, it's not really going to bring you back up to equal footing. You're just going to break the other person down when you're mm -hmm. when you're when you're bringing up past hurts. So an apology should not include. Um, I'm apologizing, but <laughs> yes. here's what you did to me. Yes. That's not going to help. It's just mm -hmm. going to make things so much worse. Yeah. Well, it talks in Mark, and, and, I, and I love this scripture. It says, whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive you of your transgressions. And I've seen mm -hmm. some other scriptures that are maybe even more direct yes. as you need to forgive so that your Father will forgive you. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I, I don't, I wish I knew the best ways to tell people how to, to get to that point. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, do they have to hit rock bottom to get to the point where like, oh, okay, now I'll forgive people and I can start being healed. No, um, right, right. And it, it we have to make that decision for ourselves mm -hmm. and we can make it at any point. You know, it can be today where you say, you know what, I'm tired of having this bitterness, this anger, this, this, you know, hostility that I'm carrying every day. And when you make that decision, you turn it over to God. Mm. You say, God, please heal my heart. Please allow this bitterness and this contempt to be washed from me and then work on me daily mm -hmm. to, to yeah. keep this burden off of my heart. Mm -hmm. and, and continually turning it over to God is what makes it dissolve. Yeah. It's not just a one-time thing because we're human beings and, mm -hmm. and Satan's going to keep throwing it back at us saying, mm -hmm. don't yes. you remember? Don't you remember? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Satan will keep trying to destroy your relationships. One of the best ways to destroy humanity is to destroy the family relationships. Mm -hmm. And so, um, he, he will continually remind you of the wrongs that have happened in your life. But you know what? You can keep giving it over to God and say, God, you know what? I don't want to harbor this, this bitterness and this ill will. Yeah. And he can heal you. You know, it's not something that we can do on our own. Mm -hmm. because we have a human nature, human mm -hmm. tendency to be sinful and to be selfish. Yeah. That's just the way we are. But God is not that way. And we can uh, just turn it over to him and he can help heal us. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So good. Well, beyond forgiveness and as you look at blended families, what other uh, advice, encouragement would you give a blended family based upon these behaviors, mm -hmm. things that they can work on, uh, maybe as it relates directly to that, that population? I would say uh, one of the things that I address in the book is about inclusion. Mm. And um, oftentimes when there are remarriages that happen, there's often rejection because, mm. you know, they were attached to the other person that they were, you know, that their brother or sister was married to. And they're like, well, I like so-and-so and, and I can't believe that you divorced. And they can harbor these, these ill feelings and almost contempt, you know, mm. for the divorce. And it carries over into other relationship, the other relationships. Yes. And so then they end up rejecting mm. the new spouse. Yeah. And that's not right. You know, God calls us to love and not to judge. Yeah. yeah. And so when we are, you know, not accepting that, that's not godly behavior. That's not loving. And that is judgmental. Mm -hmm. So we need to be very conscious of our own behaviors. You know, mm -hmm. even if it wasn't our decision to remarry, yeah. you know, it, it, it's their life. It's yeah. their decision. So when that new person comes into the picture, we have to say, you know what, I'm going to love them and accept them because they're now family. And, and God has, you know, brought this family together. Well, so we're going to be there with them and be their family and be a loving family. Yeah. Because if we um, decide to judge and reject, yeah. it's only going to create, uh, you know, estrangement, which mm -hmm. is the worst thing that can happen. No, yeah. That's so good. That's so good. I think that's one of the things we talk about a lot, especially when, 
you know, when coming to coming into remarriage is bringing in that spirit of rejection, which leads to pride and control and all of those things. Like it says in scripture in the book of Proverbs, um, pride goes before destruction, a haughty yes. spirit with a fall. And so um, I love that you you brought that up because it's it, it is something that I think blended fel- families deal with a lot more than not. So. Well, and the thing that struck me when you said that is, you know, and we've again we've talked about this before. You know, whether you're on your second or third or fourth marriage or wherever that looks like, if you're doing it God's way, it's going to be a great marriage. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you may have those intentions, but other people in your family may not look at it that way. Yeah. And you may be, you know, I, I always think about the family that, that maybe really had a tough time and went through divorce and then there was a remarriage and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're going to church? You know, and oh, you must be. You might, there's something wrong here, and it's not. It's I'm just trying to, yeah. you know, this new marriage. I'm trying to put it on the right foot, and other mm-hmm. people in the family they don't they don't look at it that way. They look at it as it's almost like you're rejecting what you had before, mm-hmm. thus rejecting those family members. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that there there is a lot to be said for that inclusion, yeah, to to cheer on and to support those new marriages. Hey friends, we hope that this episode is blessing your socks off right now. And we just wanna take an opportunity to talk about partnering together. If Blended Kingdom Families has touched your marriage and touched your blended family in some way, we'd love to partner with you. At Blended Kingdom Families, we're trying to reach as many blended families as possible. And we can do more with your support. So please take an opportunity to visit blendedkingdomfamilies.com and click partner. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Well, Dr. Battles, we know that you're not part of a blended family, but one of the questions we always love to ask is, what does a blended kingdom family look like to you? Or you could just put it as a kingdom family. A kingdom family is one that is centered on Christ, mm-hmm. one that you know establishes that Christ is the head of the home and, and that all things work around, you know, the scriptures that Christ has has provided us in the Bible. And so um, a kingdom family is one that really strongly desires not only in their what they say, but in their behaviors, in Mm. their actions, that we're going to put Christ first. And that means that we're going to love one another because that is one of the greatest commands. In Matthew, it talks about Mm -hmm. loving God first and foremost. And the second greatest command is to love um, others as you love yourself. And so if we're going to be like Christ, we need to follow those two commands, put Christ first. And then next, we love one another. Yes. So good. We love it. Love it. Love it. Well, Dr. Battles, can you tell us where our audience could find your book? Yes, my book, Six Hidden Behaviors That Destroy Families, Strategies for Healthier and More Loving Relationships. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Whitaker Publishing, uh, major bookstores everywhere. Yay. So please pick up the copy. It. Love it. Guys. Thank you so much, Dr. Battles, for being here today and just sharing your wisdom and knowledge with us. We have thoroughly enjoyed our time with you. And you guys, if you have not already read this book, you it's I highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, it is so good, and it is going to um, just help you and your family. Yeah, I, I think it's it's very simple, guys. You know, if, if you're having issues, if you if you're looking for resources, there are resources. Go take the time, make the commitment, buy the book, read it, and then give it to somebody else to read. Absolutely. So thank you, Dr. Battles. It was such a pleasure having you here. 
And guys, thank y'all so much for tuning in. We were so blessed to have Dr. Battles with us today. For Scott and Vanessa Martindale with BKF, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Be blessed in all that you do. BKF community, we want to hear from you guys. If you would take the time to leave us a review and you can find us on all social media platforms. Our podcast is like on every podcast platform and you can visit us at our website at www.blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Yeah, guys, we're trying to reach every blended family all over the world and we can't do this without your partnership. So please take a minute, like, share, comment, review, tell your friends. Tell them they can all go to blendedkingdomfamilies.com for great resources.